Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. and welcome back to ladies who law school podcast i'm sam and i'm Haley. and this week's episode is brought to you by barcast audio so these past few weeks i've been listening to barcast audio through the feedcast app and it's honestly been awesome when i was preparing for evidence i'm sure you heard Haley talk about it last week but it's been awesome like in the shower i'm listening to the relevance one while i'm cooking i'm listening to the hearsay one and he literally explains it step by step gives you mnemonics gives you practice questions that are kind of like on the fly that they just read it out to you like hey blah 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 is that hearsay you have like 10 seconds to say yes or no it's just a good way to kind of quiz yourself and prepare when you can't be reading all the time For all of you taking the bar exam in 2021, BarCast Audio has a special offer just for you guys. Right now, you can get 10% off your pre-order of BarCast's MBE pack, which includes access to audio lessons, essay workshops, and attack sheets for all seven MBE subjects. Just use promo code LADIES at BarCastAudio.com whenever you check out. So... Hello, Haley. Hi. So, guys, we are recording today from a studio. So, let us know what you think of the episode because it's a little different than usual. Yeah. We're really excited to be here. Um, We got dressed up. It felt good to put on some makeup and look cute because, as you guys know, law school doesn't really call for that much and neither does COVID time. So, we are happy to have this episode and this one is going to be a little bit different not necessarily totally law school related but about what it's going to be like after law school and what work-life balance means so let's get into it so first things first to have good work-life balance you guys you have to set limits for yourself I think it's really hard as lawyers to do that because there's a lot of work and you have to um, make sure that you're taking care of yourself but also getting your work done right so in that process it's important to manage your time I think that that's something huge we learn about in law school is how to manage your time because that's all it's really about I think managing your time is one of those things and I'm sure you're like oh why are you guys talking about managing your time again (laughs) well guys because that's literally the first thing that you have to learn how to properly do to be successful honestly in anything you do you know but starting in undergrad if you are listening to this and you're an undergrad right Mm -hmm. now you need to learn how to manage your time okay and 
let me just give a little example of what this could look like okay me going to my first school okay not managing my time (laughs) partying a lot not doing my homework all the time i mean i made good grades but i wasn't taking it seriously and then i get to uga after transferring and i'm like oh gosh like what what i was doing back then is not gonna work here yeah because it's just 10 times harder and more work so that's when you make the the switch right but some of you might be going to law school straight out of this mindset of not managing your time yeah maybe so the way now's the time before. guys yeah like, i just want to be so clear because if you can get that down before you get to law school i promise you your mental health is going to be so much better yes because it's really that's just what it takes a toll on right like you're going to try and juggle all of these things but it's going to be really hard so being able to manage your time is just so important but also in within that is learning to say no because i think that's one of the hardest parts and i know an undergrad is saying no to like going out and all these different things but think of Elle woods whenever she's studying for the lsat and she has to say no to like basically everything like that's how it's going to be like in law school you have to say no to a lot of fun activities and you only get to go and do certain things like once a week you know i think it's in law school at least it, if you don't have a lot of friends at, from outside of, um let me rephrase that if you have friends that are not in law school you're probably looking at them having a lot of fun yeah. doing a lot of fun things that you aren't able to do fomo right yeah but like you said, you have to learn how to say no. I still struggle to say no. Of course. Like I love hanging out with my friends, but sometimes like I'll say yes. And I'm like, I just, I, of course I want to hang out with them, you know? Yeah. But it's hard to say no. Cause you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, you know? Yeah, what I and mean? you don't, and sometimes you want to do anything but study. So yeah, it's, it's another excuse. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't even care. You know, I'm just going to pretend like there aren't all these things I have to do. Like I'm going to go hang out with my friends because anything sounds more fun than studying, you know? So I think that that's probably another reason that in law school too that especially if you have friends outside of law school like it can be really hard to say no maybe that's another reason why i think you know when you're in law school i feel like it's hard to keep up with the outside of law school friends because life is so different and so like you are like it's like you're back in high school like you're pressed for time like it's almost like your parents are watching over you not letting you Mm -hmm. do things because it's literally just the law school doing that you know basically also i just saw you know some of my closest friends go to las vegas and i was just so jealous because they got to go for one of my closest friends birthdays and i didn't get to go because i had to say no and it was sad because they had so much fun and they looked so cute and happy and got to go to vegas i've never been and i didn't get to go because of law school and just everything that it entails and you know that's something that you're gonna have to come to terms with having to give up a few things and being a lawyer too not just in law school and i think that it may suck in the moment right but when you move on and you look back you're like okay it wasn't that big of a deal to miss out on certain things you know Mm -hmm. because you will have that time for the rest of your life after law school I know you're going to be busy as a lawyer, but you will be able to say yes to a lot more things. Yeah. And in the process of like saying no, I mean, saying no doesn't have to just be like flat out no, right? You know, (laughs) you can just cut things off of your list that aren't as important or you can delegate your activities. And I highlighted and bolded this one because I feel like delegating is something that as attorneys, we don't always do or we do really mean like minuscule tasks and we don't really delegate the actual work that needs to be done 
um, you know, it's one thing to ask someone to make copies for you, but it's another to like not ask for any help to do the writing and research and everything. And I think a lot of times people are so overwhelmed and and they don't want to ask for help. So they don't delegate their tasks or they don't say like, hey, can you help me? I can definitely, I feel like I'm one of those people. Like <laughs> yeah. I hate asking anybody for help. Yeah. So I'm going to have to change that, I guess. Yeah. You're going to have to work on that. But I think, I think this podcast has helped you because I think you realize like it gets to a point where you can't be a one man show. You know, you have to have other people and you know, you'll just have a mental breakdown when you realize like, why am I doing this to myself? Exactly. It's okay to get help because guess what? I'm not perfect and I can't handle everything. And also getting help like doesn't mean that you're lesser than or that you're losing control over yourself or how good you are at things. I think it truly shows a sign of strength to be able to ask someone for help and trust someone that can do the work because that's how you build partnerships and teams, you know, because I can't even imagine being a manager of a bunch of lawyers, Mm -hmm. but doing that, you have, you would really have to instill those, you know, confidences, but also, you know, when someone messes up, like, I just think about missing a deadline or something for your client. Like you're going to lose billables and like domino effect. It's going to take everything you can not to be like, why did I ever delegate this to you? (laughs) You know? And I think like that is just all a learning process of just like. Also, I guess learning who you're delegating things to. Who you can trust. Exactly. I think that's a huge part. And I think we've learned that in law school. Like, you know, we've. We haven't ever really talked about like study groups in a huge depth. Like we've touched on it. We've Mm. like talked about it. But like that's another thing. Like when you're in a study group, you need to delegate tasks to people like you are going to focus on this and you're going to teach us this or blah, blah, blah. And like you need to trust that the people that you're studying with are going to pull through. So it starts then too. But also on that same token is like if also don't be the person who doesn't follow through. Yeah. Because then what does that show? Also, I mean, there, you're gonna, there's going to be people like that out there. There's going to be people who don't show up when they say they're supposed to or they don't follow through. And you're going to have to have those hard conversations with them. That's going to happen when you're a managing lawyer, right? Like you're going to have people who disappoint you or upset you and you're going to have to have those conversations. And I think too, like that's part of, even though I hate doing group projects, I think it's kind of nice sometimes because as lawyers, I don't think people realize like how many people do work in teams. I honestly love group projects because I am that I feel like that's the one setting where I'm kind of like quiet and I kind of let everyone do their (laughs) thing. Because usually in my when I'm not in a group, like just maybe myself and like close friends, like I'm like, go, go, go. Like I'm calling the shots here. But in a group, I find that I'm kind of like more relaxed more relaxed it's almost like Why the pressure's off is? of me now because like, you don't have uh, yeah I'm like you let, can let yeah i think that's interesting because basically at that point you're not having to do it all by yourself and you probably feel like oh i can let someone else do this mm-hmm. i don't have to but do we it don't all do ma- many group projects in in uh law school compared to undergrad oh you no know? no 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 but also i feel like just this year we've had to do more things just like assignments and stuff that have been not necessarily like our normal class has been and I think that it makes you have to like be on top of your deadlines and then also like yeah some of them have been group projects and it's just been like getting everyone together can be difficult well luckily we have people that show up so yeah and I mean that's a whole I mean I think that is a nice part of law school because in undergrad of course you had people who didn't care oh my gosh i literally had projects where they would just forget that yeah. it, it was even due and didn't care yeah and here it's just not that way because you can't be that way 
you well, won't yeah, make it. Well, yeah, your grade depends on it. Also, you just fail out. True. You know? I mean, eventually. Don't do the work. You're going to fail out. I mean... I mean, that is the truth, guys. I'm not trying to, like... Scare you or anything. Scare you. It is true. But it's also, too, in the same token of, like, whenever you do delegate a task, you can't, like, have that guilt. You also can't, like, undermine or, you know co-at someone basically when you quit accepting the tasks out of guilt and you quit saying like yes or no or excuse me whenever you quit saying yes to tasks that you can't do then you're going to one grow and two it's gonna make you more dependable really because now you're saying yes to tasks you can actually take on and then whenever you actually come through for someone then they're gonna be like oh that's the person who always like has my back you know, and I think that sometimes as lawyers, just like we've learned in legal professions, it's like saying like, oh, yeah, I can do that when you really can't. Like, I just don't understand why anyone would do that because I think it's because we have an ego and we're like, yeah, yeah. I can handle anything. Like, yeah, let's, you know, I mean, when we were recording like two hour episodes at one point, I'm like, yeah, let's just keep on talking, you know, and then yeah. I end up editing for like 10 hours and it's like, oh, I could have just like said no like let's just stop it you know what I'm saying like it's always it's always out there but you need to learn how to say it no yeah and it'll just cause you more pain if you can't you (laughs) know literally time money blood sweat tears the whole bit and I too I think like it's just so funny because I can just see like us being working attorneys and like not wanting to delegate to associates because we're too afraid to give it up because we're too afraid also, that they won't do a good it. job. I mean, don't they, they tell us in law school, like, you're yeah. the, well, you know, if you're a partner, like, yeah. your name's going to be on whatever is turned yeah. in. So it's really on you if your associate messes up. And I think that sometimes they learn that it's just hard to trust people. So, yeah, I feel like I think of whenever I'm talking about all this, I think of suits. I think of all the different situations on there where they get someone to do something for them and then they fall through or they don't show up. Or We'll be right back. Hey, guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers. Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer.
see that's unfortunate that that does happen because it makes people like me not want to delegate things you know absolutely i mean i think that's why whenever you do find someone you trust you want to keep them forever seriously though yeah so i mean obviously you can delegate your tasks but whenever you go home and you you know relax like I think it is important to make sure that you're giving yourself that time and you're not cheating yourself basically by still going on and looking at your computer and looking at your email or whatever making sure that you're truly like detaching yourself well how do you recommend people do that if they consider themselves like a workaholic so I think that you have to just be genuine with yourself I think if you're the kind of person who wakes up every morning and immediately gets on their phone or computer then that's leading to that habit, right? And I think at that point, maybe you need to change it. And you're going to have to, it's going to be hard, but you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do, like leaving your phone out of the room or, you know, making sure that you go on a run or you get on your Peloton before you get on your phone or doing something like changing up your morning routine. You know, we talk about routines and things like that. And I think giving yourself time to... Or deleting apps. I think that's a good one too. Like, but also I think, you know, whenever you're working, like you just can't delete apps, right? Like you can't just delete your email app. But I think at the same time, like if you're working, you need to have boundaries for yourself and you need to tell yourself, okay, when I leave, I'm done. And I need to actually like enjoy myself and you need to mean it. Like, I think that there's something to be said about saying things, but not following through and like discipline you have to have that diligence and self-discipline to be like, okay, I'm not going to do this good or bad, whatever it is, you know? And that can be really hard because, you know, some people, all they have is their work. Yeah. I'm trying to think like of the, the young attorney in like New York city, who's like at a big firm, Uh like doesn't have many people around, Uh like, you know, they get home and yeah, they want to relax, but you know, work is just, you know in their head all there's the time there's nothing to distract them and like i i obviously we're not dealing with that stuff right now but it i i wonder like when you're in that kind of situation how do you even recognize that you have an unhealthy work-life balance you know yeah i think usually it can be a lot of different ways you will realize right someone will tell you and you probably don't want to hear it or something really fun up in your life is going to happen like someone's going to pass away or someone's going to get sick and you're not going to be able to be there because you're too worried about work or like something happens and you weren't there exactly exactly so then you kind of come to this reality check right but the idea that I know you're trying to get at is like well how do I prevent that and I think self-awareness like you really have to take a step back in your crazy situations where you get so stressed out or you know you see it and hear it all the time like the attorney that's in litigation for 10 years and has a heart attack like you have to you know your body you know and you have to pay attention and take care of it and I think a lot of people just refuse to listen and refuse to pay attention to themselves and they don't they don't want to hear what it has to say no and I mean I can think of you know even family members who just work 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 and you're just like how can you do that but I I I can definitely feel like law school can almost 
trigger that work-life balance issue, you know, because yeah. we are, you know, it, it sometimes like you said on one of our last few episodes, you know, you were laying with Colton and you were just like, I need to keep on working. He's like, no, like you need to stop, yeah. you know? Exactly. So I totally agree. I think that in the situation where you are in law school and you are a practicing attorney, I think you especially in law school, we are constantly working. We have to spend these long hours and to get our work done and things like that. It does transfer over into law school. I mean, into the practice of law, I think, because people are so busy. But also I think that it can also come as a twofold of where you're so, you get out of law school and you've worked so much that now you don't have as much to do and you're kind of just confused with your time. And I think for anyone feeling either of those ways, like I can totally like see that. I also think that in law school, we might feel that a little bit more. Yeah. Partly because, you know, we look at our peers, we see when they're studying. If I'm not studying and I get on Instagram and I see people studying, I'm like, oh, well, I should probably be doing that too. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of, you know, aspect of it is mm-hmm. almost like a, you know, I don't see many lawyers and I mean, maybe I don't follow a lot of them, but they're not posting like oh at work like working oh yeah you're right you know what I mean and more they're more you know having drinks with their friends or like maybe they're working but they're out doing fun things too so yeah that can kind of make it you know a little bit different different environment also people like don't get on social media as much as like our generation and I think you know just like Cameron you know documenting her day in her life like that's basically the most of attorney that you're gonna see documenting what they do so who knows maybe it'll change as time goes on but it is just a long long days and I think that it transfers over into the practice and it can be something where you have to truly have self-awareness like I said earlier and be able to listen to other people around you whenever you know maybe they're telling you you know are you maybe you need to take a break are you you know, why is your hand shaking? Like things like that. Why are you cold sweating while you take your evidence midterm? You know? Yeah. Like, are you okay? And I think sometimes you can be like, yes, I'm fine. But then at the same (laughs) time, you know, you're like, okay, they're just, they care about me. And like, that's important, you know? And I think too, like if anything COVID has taught us is that we can work from home and we can do a lot of the things that we need to do in places where we feel comfortable and where it feels safe. And we also feel like we can relax more. So, you know, talk to your employer and make sure that you have those conversations of like, hey, if I'm having like a bad mental health day, like what can I do? And like, how do I communicate that to you? You know, if I'm feeling really stressed, what should I do at the firm? Things like that. So. And also in law school, I know we've had I think a professor to say that you can like take a mental health day. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they said that this year, but I know like last year for sure they did. Yeah. And I think it's because it's needed and they understand. I mean, they've all been through law school too, you know? So I know that we've talked about like self care before. And as you said, like it can be really hard to do self care. So what do you think are some ways that people can? care for themselves maybe not exactly self-care but that are for them and different things like that well i think taking up a new hobby yeah can be a form of self-care whether that's cooking i mean i know i've been slacking off on cooking and cooking is like one of my favorite things to do yeah but like i consider that time like self-care like when i can put a podcast in and just zone out you know exactly um 
and it's just relaxing too but i mean i'm not like the best person to ask for self-care because i struggle with finding time to like actually do self-care you know yeah so i think it's really important to just like have an overall healthy lifestyle whether that means you're working out like she said or you know you're cooking and for yourself instead of eating out things like that because having a healthy lifestyle helps manage stress and helps your body cope with stress and it's really important in law school to take care of your body because it's so easy to just like not eat and only drink coffee so and that's just not good for you and I think that's something that we forget about too is like young adults really though like the eating especially like it is hard to not be tempted to just when you're you know so busy and you have readings to do and you're stressed and you're tired and it's I mean the last thing I want to do sometimes is go home and like make a meal Mm -hmm. you know exactly and it's not really healthy to be buying stuff all the time and I feel like crap afterwards Mm -hmm. too for like days usually because it's usually a cycle like I eat Chick-fil-a once and then I have it like three times that week you know because you're like basically get addicted to Mm -hmm. it again I know the endorphins yeah exactly um I think a part of like self-care obviously is taking time for yourself lol but in that is just being able to relax I think so many lawyers and young lawyers and law students truly can't like turn their brain off or take time to just like not think about school and I mean I don't have the answer to tell you what to do but whatever that is and however you can try to manage that you have to do that you have to try and relax and meditate or get sleep at night because if not you're just going to be running on an empty tank and I know we've said it once before but you have to put yourself first in this whole situation you know we talked about saying no we talked about you know eating like literally you have to sacrifice things and sometimes it is sleep and I get it but at the same time you know make sure that you are eating whenever you do that <laughs> I literally sometimes forget to eat because I'm, I'm so saying. stressed I'll be like oh wait it's 8 p.m and I've had like a granola bar today yeah and you're like, just so much I, and I mean I've said this before and you know I've we've gotten messages on how to because I said on the podcast before like I can't turn my brain off at night you know yeah and one of our listeners suggested um like an app called like I think it was a calm app yeah actually I've been using yeah, it yeah and I I've used it once or twice I have a different app it's called sleep timer and it plays like white noise or music and stuff but mm-hmm. i want to try the calm app eventually like actually delve in i know harry styles mm-hmm. has like a little yep. segment on there it's I basically love harry styles by the way guys <laughs> if you don't know anything about me i used to have a one direction twitter fan account and i've never exposed that on the pod because i don't want you guys to find it but if you do let me know because <laughs> i'd like to see if it's still out there big harry styles fan over here so i've been using the calm app i got it on my ipad um especially on nights when I just can't go to sleep I turn it on and it like reads you stories and stuff and sometimes it's like too much but (laughs) I uh it's definitely different than just like the normal white noise or just like turning on sleep music on Spotify or something so it's kind of cool it just talks to you and like I don't know I think that's how people I know as a kid, like when I'd try to fall asleep, if I like thought of a story in my head, I would always fall asleep. And I think that that's kind of the idea behind it is like, 
like and it's all these like all kinds of famous people matthew mcconaughey like famous basketball players like these deep voices or just like really soothing voices you know it's crazy i just feel like for me because and this is probably why i can't shut my brain off like my idea of like relaxing before bed is like watching true crime and like that's not gonna turn my brain off you know but it's like i want to be engaged and i'm like why watch tv if i can watch something interesting you know what i'm saying or like why listen to and maybe that's why i haven't because i'm like i don't really want to listen to the story like i'd rather watch true crime but that's yeah. why I can't sleep at night. But also, like, that, that, yeah, that doesn't really shut your brain off, you know? I'm becoming very self-aware this episode. Right? I think, too, like, it's interesting whenever you... Okay, so I watch this lady on Facebook, Laura Cleary, I think. I don't know. She makes these hilarious videos. But her and her husband got brain scans. And basically, she said, her doctor told her that she, like, seeks adrenaline. <laughs> especially before she goes to sleep and i literally thought of you oh my god and but she would look up these crate like like the craziness she would look up crazy videos or something and then she's like he's like yeah it's because you're basically she's a new mom and basically like you never get to do anything so you're like trying to hype yourself like i don't even know <laughs> i mean maybe it is yeah. i look forward to my true crime before bed that's what i'm saying and so it just made her like aware of it you know and then she's like oh my god this is why i'm looking for this and i do feel adrenaline and i feel happy and like okay well that's you dude but like that's fine it's just once you realize like why you do the things you do it kind of one makes you like i like this more and two you know you just kind of figure out who you are maybe that is my self-care even if i think i'm not shutting my brain off i usually do fall asleep while watching it that's what i'm saying like everyone's different and i mean they literally went to like big time doctor got their brain scan and hers like was like oh yeah he was like yeah this is normal but the husband had basically like had trauma in the past and that had gone towards his anxiety and depression and i'm like you don't know any like I want a brain scan right i was thinking like what this is nuts like they can tell you so much about yourself things that you didn't even really recognize or why you do the things you do and you're just kind of like I love science. <laughs> this is crazy, you know? Becomes a doctor, leaves leaves law school to go to med no, school. No, I would never. Uh, I do come from a family of medicine and things like that, so I feel like that's why I do like science. But it's just crazy. I think, too, one thing about difference from math and science and English and reading, right, is that in math and science, you got an answer. I mean, in law, you do not get an answer. No, it's all hypotheticals with hypothetical answers. With gray Every single time. Exactly. And so I think that sometimes you see, like, healthcare and, like, the legal field clash, but then sometimes they're so similar. And so it's interesting, like, coming out of that and then coming to this. Like, my dad asks me questions all the time about law because he's so interested. And I think, you know, once you – have that passion for learning like it just doesn't really go away no matter what and I think that that's how we'll be you know whatever our kids choose to do or um, our partners you know we're gonna be like so like looking stuff up and like all about it and I think that's kind of part of just like being a lawyer you know you just investigative yeah and you you know I think the number one answer is like um let me get back to you I need to research that you know and that basically means you're gonna go back and look up a bunch of stuff And I think it's just so funny because that's kind of how our personalities are. And I posted this thing on Instagram and it was like, yeah, you can, your parents said you could argue, but like, can you write an exam 
in two hours, like a 10 page paper or something that said, like, it's, there's so much that come with it, you know? And I think it's hard, like we've heard in the past that it's hard to really know what you're getting yourself into until you're there. But really, I had no idea like a year ago more. Well, when I first started law school, like looking back now, like I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Like the emotions you feel like the, I've never felt stressed like this before in my life. Mm -hmm. I've never had to have like a mental breakdown sort of, you know, and this, I mean, it's a hard experience and that's why, you know, um, well, I think there's a statistic of like 40% of law students are depressed. We'll be right back. Are you a Caribbean American? Are you looking for a podcast that truly speaks to your culture and identity? Look no further than Carry On Friends, the ultimate destination for all things Caribbean American. Hosted by me, Carrie Ann. Dive deep into topics such as culture, heritage, and everyday life through the unique lens of the Caribbean American experience. You'll walk away feeling more connected to your roots. Follow and listen on Apple Podcasts so you'll never miss an episode of Carry On Friends, the Caribbean American experience. Your Caribbean American community awaits. Oh my gosh, okay. So one of our listeners... Amber Crow messaged us about law school, um, her law school doing a mental health week. And she said it's 40% of law students leave law school depressed and 96% of law students cite feeling very stressed out. And there's a lot of drug and alcohol abuse that starts in law school and carries on into practice. I know personally, she said, I know personally I'm starting to show symptoms of depression and it's spooky kind of like what you're saying i think mental health plus pandemic and being remote and all of that stuff is going is really difficult um amber we did this episode because you asked for it and no, i'm just kidding but seriously <laughs> we know it's a big deal mental health is a huge deal and we wanted to talk about it and it's people don't talk about it enough in law school and i think i mean yes there's a stereotype right that lawyers are alcoholics and Mm -hmm. depressed and that you know they're all gonna kill themselves if they're in big law and like that's not always true but no i definitely see that mental health is an issue i see it not an issue but like it's prevalent like the need for mental health to be talked about more you know yeah i know i've struggled to like realize how i'm feeling sometimes and like um like anxiety and stuff like i never dealt with that before I came to law school and I know like my boyfriend like you know he has all kinds of things that he didn't realize that didn't come up until law school you Mm -hmm. know and I think a lot of people around us and she is right like drug and alcohol abuse is it's happening in law school and if it's starting now I can see it getting bad you know yeah and it goes back to the self-awareness you know and like it takes time to recognize that you might have a problem and also if you're hiding it from people then no one will really know and then it's almost even worse so I totally agree and I'm glad that she told us about that because I'm glad her school is doing the mental health week because more people should talk about it I think yeah I think especially in law school because like you do see articles like I remember when I was researching about going to law school and you know there are articles that pop up about like the depression and the anxiety and all that and there was a few articles about 
like a few students who like killed themselves like all within a span of a certain time like at law schools mm-hmm. like up in like the northeast mm-hmm. and i was like so freaked out i was like why would i want to go into a situation where like you're gonna get like feel that way yeah but it doesn't have to be that way yeah you know it's true it doesn't have to be that way i think too just like having conversations around it is really important and it helps you know raise awareness and people not feel alone so you know if you ever feel that way or you ever get to a certain point like please reach out to someone please know that there are people out there that do love you and care about you and you know want what's best for you and like this is just a really hard process and everyone feels that way even if they're not showing it and to you're you you're not alone yeah exactly and I guess it's also one of your points that you have here is like develop a support system. And I mm-hmm. think that kind of ties in perfectly what, with what we just said, like yeah, finding a support system, whether it's a study group or just like a group of friends at law school or even people outside of law school. Like yeah. or your to, family. Yeah, or your family. Like it depends, of course, on your situation. But now I think COVID has taught us that you can be connected to people even if you're far away. So, you know, take advantage of that. Exactly. So we got a question about working full-time while attending law school. And she basically talks about how she wants to go into a certain aspect of law. And she has a good job, basically, right now. And she doesn't really know what to do. There's a higher-ranked school that has offered her um, a spot. But it's away from where she would be working. And it just seems like a huge toss-up. Um, I know you answered her, Samantha. What did, what did you say to her? So I basically said, think about all the possibilities. You know, I think a lot of people go into law school thinking they know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I felt that way. I wanted to do like business law. And then I came here I was like, oh, I want to do criminal, you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of people change their minds when they get to law school. And I feel like you really have to be comfortable with that decision like you better you got to know that that's what you want to do if you're choosing i mean ranking doesn't matter necessarily but for some areas it can Mm -hmm. you know also like is your job going to guarantee you a job when you get your jd because what if they don't guarantee it and then you get your jd at a lower rank school and then you have trouble finding something along those lines because you know what i'm saying if that makes sense like i just think you need to think about it and you need to talk to your employer, see if they'll work with you. And like, I don't know, a lot of employers will pay for their employees to go to law school sometimes, you know? So yeah, I think first I would talk to my employer. Maybe you don't want to tell him because you're scared. I get that too. Um, I think personally, I would go to both schools and see which one I liked best. And I would think to myself, everything else aside, if I didn't work or didn't have this job, what would I do? And that would be one part of that but then also um talking like I said talk to your employer and like are they willing to work with your schedule are they willing to take you on after law school um and all those things because if not maybe it's just best to cut ties and move on but I get like the area of law that you want to do and how it all ties together like I understand that but there's always going to be other jobs out there and there's a path for you regardless and I think going to the schools and seeing where you fit in best is so important because that's going to be three years of your life exactly and I just I feel like 
you know, everyone needs to do their research on their schools. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Look at, you know, the ABA reports and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff that might make you you know, age you in your decision. But I I mean, I get the financial aspect in that, you know, you'll have a job like that's awesome. Right. Yeah. But also if you're doing part-time law with a full-time job, it is going to take longer. Yeah. And like, so it's really up to you. I mean, it's such a personal choice, you know, it really is. And that's why I just recommend like starting out by going to the schools and seeing what your best opportunities are going to be at both schools regardless of what what job offer you have already you know see what school is best known for the type of law you want to go to and things like that make sure that you look up the alumni of the school and see if there's anyone that you can connect with because that's going to be helpful you know who knows maybe you go to this higher ranked school that and you quit your job and you still end up back there like there's no saying that doesn't work you know so just keep all that in mind nothing has to be set in stone and yeah I would definitely visit them and look at the alumni and all those things and just kind of do a pro con list definitely pro and con list weigh all your options look at finances look at the ABA reports because those like if you just search whatever school that you're looking at ABA report 2020 I don't know if the 2020 ones came out yet but they come out every year yeah and it gives you and I'm sure if you guys have, are applying to schools, you know, like it gives you the LSAT scores, the amount of people who transfer out, transfer in, graduate, pass the bar, all of it. So take that into account. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode about work-life balance and mental health. It isn't the most, you know, exciting and charming topic to talk about, but it is important and we want to shed light on that and, you know... Sometimes because it isn't fun, people don't talk about it. So we hope that we made it, you know, at least interesting and we answered some questions for you guys. And I'm sure that other people out there had those same questions. So thank you for those two listeners who wrote in and asked us to answer those questions. Yeah. And I think that um, with finals just around the corner, I know a lot of us are feeling stressed out and anxious and nervous and, you know, this episode is basically us saying like we feel you we feel it too we know it's hard we know it's tough but we're here and you know if you ever need anyone to talk to literally dm us it might take us a while to get back to you because we are busy and we're our law students and i'm sure you get it but we will always get back to you guys so yeah make sure and follow us on instagram where you can dm us or you can email us um also make sure to like us on facebook and join our facebook group and check out our website yes and still stay tuned for all of our day in the lives these next few weeks i know that we've been posting those and you guys love them so that's great and don't forget to buy your holiday merch it's great for you guys who just got into law schools or you have a friend that got into law school or your mom got it like who knows there's so many people and they all should get a future lady lawyer sweatshirt or a lady lawyer sweatshirt so yeah or shirt or, or both or all of it because yeah. we have a lot of merch on there actually yeah, and you can just do the whole christmas shebang right isn't that fun or <laughs> hanukkah or and whatever holiday stay tuned to our instagram because closer to the holidays we will have a uh, little discount codes here and there that will yes. only last for a certain amount of time especially around you know black friday cyber monday yep so guys we will talk to you again next week and stay safe stay healthy and we love you bye bye, bye.